Hi, this is Carolyn, and I'm here with Erin, and this is part two of our episode with Claire. Claire hosts the Me and My Racket podcast on behalf of USTA Southern. She is the tennis service representative for North Georgia and Atlanta. She played college tennis at the University of Florida, where her team won the NCAA championship. If you'd like to hear more about Claire's incredible background or what a tennis service representative does, please check out part one. But here is part two. So we have all these crazy situations that happen in adult recreational tennis. What's the craziest thing that's ever happened to you since you've played at such a high level, juniors, college, pro? Have you had a crazy situation happen on the court? I mean, this was Atlanta, funnily enough. Um, I was in a tournament ages ago and, you know, you have a scorecard out on the court and my opponent brought her own scorecard. So we had two scorecards and I clearly, as the match went on, like I clearly knew that I was up five games to two. And um, at that point in the match, she decided to turn her scorecard to five to her. (laughs) Um, So (laughs) it became this whole thing. And there wasn't a referee at the moment. So we had to get the referee involved. And I ended up winning the set twice because I won like 7-5 and then 6-0 the next set. I was pretty upset about it. Um, but I had just never seen someone bring their own scorecard out and be mentally like, no, no, I'm up 5-2. So I was like, wow, like people really believe their own realities, you know? So it was, I mean, I was upset about it, but I was just more like blown away, like the psychology behind that, you know? So, um, and not everybody does that, thank goodness, because it would be a much more complicated world if they did, but it just kind of, it taught me a lesson and like, okay, like you really got to say the score out loud every time and like, just be aware, you know, again, not everybody's going to do that, but there's some people out there that really want to win at all costs. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, so you had that crazy situation with the scorecard. And you grew up playing juniors and all these very high-level tournaments. How are the line calls? Oh, even more so, how are the line calls in college? Oh, man. Um, Or like the national champions, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, It depends who you're playing, you know? I mean, some people are great and super fair. And then other people, it's like, if it's on the line, it's out. And Mm -hmm. I was taught to give people the benefit of the doubt. And I'm going to do that so I can sleep and rest my head at night (laughs) with a clear conscience. But it it becomes difficult um, at a high level because people do want to win like at any cost. Um, So you kind of have to decide where you are on that spectrum and then just stick to it. And, you know, if I felt like someone was deliberately doing that, like I'd always let one go. But if it was like a pattern, I'd be like, okay, like, I can ask a referee and they can watch, you know, um, and and it usually helps the situation. But yeah, it's just something that the more you go along, like the more you have to be prepared for. And again, I want to live my life thinking like, okay, someone's not, maybe they just missed it or they're not deliberately doing this. That that's easier for me to deal with. But, but there are some people that, yeah, just want to win. But that's interesting. You call over a referee at that point. You don't say like, are you sure any of the things that we hear all the time on the adult recreational court, you can just call over someone. Yeah. Well, by the second time, I usually, I would say, are you sure? But not in like a pressing, I would just let them know that I wasn't okay with that. And then if it continued to be like, I'm just going to get a referee, like not try to be super confrontational about it because that doesn't help anybody. But you kind of have to give that boundary like for yourself and your opponents being like, I'm not going to let you walk over me, you know? (laughs) So this is what's going to happen if I don't think you're faithful about it. So 
How did you start Me and My Racket? What made you get into podcasting? Yeah, so COVID hit in 2020. And um, a lot of my visits um, are and and were face to face, um, you know, very like physical and close quarters. And so I was still talking to a lot of my providers and the people that we meet with, but it just like FaceTime, you know, it's just totally different when it's just on the phone. So I was like, I need to see people face to face. And then I was like, well, these conversations could help a lot of people see what what other people are doing. And maybe they can share ideas or they can connect somehow um, because we're all in the industry at some level. And so I was like, let's let's record these and see how it goes. Like I, I listened to a ton of podcasts. I hadn't run one. So I was like, let's just trial by fire, you know, and, um, and, and you learn things along the way, but yeah, that's what really started it. And it was really a saving grace during those early, you know, first two years, like, um, just being able to have that time with people. And, um, I think it was a positive thing. Claire, is there anything else we didn't go over or you wanted to mention? I just want to say one other thing. Um, if you, uh, don't know your tennis service rep, like please get in touch with them if you need any resources or anything, cause they can connect you just like with clubs in the area or, or parks and rec or just anything, any question about tennis you might have, they can connect you wherever you are. So, um, I have one more, cool. which is, yeah. would you recommend tennis for children? Oh, totally. Yeah, definitely. But I want, especially having so many injuries that I've had, I'm really a huge advocate for like multi player sports and, and like trying a lot of different things. And even if you are really serious about tennis, like make sure you do it with something that's going to complement like volleyball or soccer or, you know, something that can just get you out of it a little bit, just so you're not doing the same thing over and over. But like, whether you pick it up at five or 55, I think it, it just has so many life skills that um, you don't always learn in other areas of your life. And um, like I said, just the relationships and, and the connections that you make, it, they're just invaluable. Um, so, and then, you know, if you have kids, like you can go out and hit like with Red Ball or whatever, it can be just such a, a great thing for family life. So definitely recommend. Carolyn's trying to decide whether she's going to put her kids in or not. That's why she asks yeah. that question. She's, she's like, this is for me. I want to know. This is more for me. Well, it is an unofficiated sport. So I struggle with that because I didn't grow up playing tennis. So it's the not having the official yeah, on the court bothers me a little bit. Car- yeah. Carolyn grew up playing basketball. So there was always oh, an official yes. there. Yeah. An objective an obje- official. <laughs> not someone that's calling 5-2 the wrong way. Like uh, someone yeah. that's like, this is the score. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We loved having Claire on the podcast. We asked Claire what happened when she was up 5-2, but her opponent was saying she was actually up 5-2. And Claire told us the official made them go back to a score they agreed on, so 2-2. Luckily, Claire ended up winning that match 7-5-6-0, but she definitely had to win it twice. We hope you check out our website, which is secondservepodcast.com. The resources section of our website gives information for adult rec players. Also, stay tuned for the tip of the week with Michelle from Tennis Warehouse. Thanks so much for listening and hope to see you on the court soon. Hey guys, it's Michelle with Tennis Warehouse and here's your tip of the week. But first, make sure you use the discount code SECONDSERVE for $20 off clearance items when you spend $100 or more at TennisWarehouse.com. This is a popular question, but what are the best strings for players with arm issues? First up is natural gut. It is totally worth it in the long run. Natural gut provides feel, comfort, and durability when it comes to playability duration. It's a great investment. However, if you're not interested in spending the money on natural gut, you can always hybrid with a half set of natural gut and a multi in the crosses or go with a full multi-filament. Some of our favorites are energy squared, 
Prince Premier Power, NXT Power, as well as Gamma Professional. Also, string at lower tensions to avoid arm issues. That's your T-Dub tip of the week. For more tips, visit us at tenniswarehouse.com. Hold up. 